You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming up on today's episode, the Jets remain defiant during exit day after their sweep to Montreal. Plus, we close out the week talking the perfect breakfast with Hudson's Bagels. But first, a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. The second round is wrapped up in the NHL, but the second round is in full swing with the basketball playoffs. And DraftKings has a free shot for you every day to win up to $10,000 in total prizes with their free-to-play pools. Just download the DraftKings app, click Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for a chance to win some cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions, ranging from which team hits the most threes to who scores first. Super easy stuff like that to win a ton of money. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. All right, so we'll have a quick hockey chat here before we wrap up the week, talking with Jessica over at Hudson's Bagels, so make sure to tune into that. I actually found out that we went to the same elementary school together, so... Typical small world stuff here in the peg. Shout out to Maple Leaf, by the way. Best uh, best tetherball setup on the planet. So some good times at Maple Leaf, unfortunately, way, way back in the day. Anyways, I'm recording this right after just a hell of a hockey game and a hell of a series. The Golden Knights take down the Avalanche in Game 6 to move on to face the Montreal Canadien in the Final Four. You know, before we get into something I want to talk about here, I really hope there aren't any dumbass takes about the Avs choking or not having enough because they lost the series. The two teams were tied in points during the regular season. It was it was an unbelievable series. And when two teams are that tightly matched, I hate the cliche, but it really is just a bounce here or there that decides it. It really comes down to luck a lot of times in these situations. I mean, Colorado probably should have won Game 5 
on top of that. So, I mean, the margin for error is just so so thin and so slim. So I don't think anything's wrong with Colorado just because they lost to an amazing Vegas team. Although I will say it is wild that Nazem Kadri now has cost two different teams in three separate playoff runs by getting suspended and missing elimination games in all of those matchups. So again, if he's in the lineup, maybe that turns the tide in Colorado's favor as well. Anyways, my main point of watching outside of entertainment, I wanted to see what Colorado and Vegas have that Winnipeg don't. What sets two of the three best teams in the league apart from the Jets and how Winnipeg can reach that level? We all know the Jets have the goaltending, the elite skill up front, so we won't touch on that. But there were three things that really stuck out to me. First and foremost, I don't want to waste any time getting into this one. Holy crap, do the Jets ever need an injection of skill in a big, big way on their blue line. I know improving the blue line isn't a major revelation by me, but I'm talking a little deeper than that. You know, like not just simply saying, find a top four guy. Both of these teams went different routes to get there, but they all have multiple, multiple defensemen that can skate at a high level, pass, rush into the play, pinch at the right time, offensive awareness. It was all on display And that, to me, is by far the biggest gap that Winnipeg has to shorten. Now, both teams go about this a different way, interestingly enough. Colorado has a smaller blue line. And while there's no way to find a Kale McCarr unless Vili Hanela turns into that, Sam Girard was acquired via trade. Devon Taves was available to every team in the NHL this past offseason. And for a relatively cheap price on top of that, also acquired via trade. Both of those players, too, by the way, did not have no trade clauses. So, I mean, that was definitely an avenue that could have been taken by Winnipeg in prior seasons. It's something I think that the Jets should look into targeting this season. Not necessarily, I mean, hey, if you want to go after the big-name guys, by all means, go ahead and do it. But if that fails, there are RFA defensemen. There are players on ELCs that you can go after and find targets on different clubs that could greatly, greatly improve the skill on Winnipeg's blue line. Vegas, meanwhile, is gigantic on the back end, but again, huge skill to go along with that. Theodore is an absolute beast. I mean, you're not going to get anyone in expansion traps on Winnipeg's side, but someone in that mold. Martinez, solid. Another guy acquired by trade. But the big difference, obviously, is Alex Petrangelo. The huge money free agent ticket who, to no one's surprise, is making a major, major impact on the ice. The interesting part is that avenue is also available for the Jets because Dougie Hamilton is slated to hit the market this offseason. I don't know how likely it is. It, It might even be a pipe dream in a best case scenario. But when you're talking the elite of the elite in the NHL, There's got to be no concerns whatsoever about trying to break the bank to bring somebody in when it only costs you cap space. No assets would be required. The Jets have a handful of players on the blue line on ELCs that can, you know, mitigate some of the some of the money that's going to be taken up. The big cap space that Dougie Hamilton would require. It's just got to be something that is 100% in the Jets best interest. And I'm totally cool, too if there's an overpayment on that, just to make sure that 
the elite skill on the back end is acquired via free agency for Winnipeg. The second thing out of three, I mean, the blue light is the obvious one. But the other thing, too, is that both of those teams, Colorado and Vegas, have very, very identifiable styles. And they both play their systems to perfection. They're both very structurally sound. Now, Vegas, obviously, that's their bread and butter, is being structurally very difficult to break down. Also, relentless all over the ice, attacking in waves, both offensively and defensively. Colorado's a little more run and gun, a, a, a tiny bit more open, but they also did give up the fewest goals during the regular season, so they're obviously very structurally sound as well. But they both have very identifiable styles, is also what I'm getting at. And right now, Winnipeg's style is, I think, let Hellebuck stop everything, and we'll try to hit on one of our few chances at the other end. It's got to be better than that, right? The team play has to improve in a big way to get to the elite level, mainly inside their own end and in the neutral zone as well. And the final thing to me was just the depth that both of these clubs have up front. Now, it's not like the Jets are necessarily a, a shallow team when it comes to some of their bottom six talent. Obviously, Adam Lowry's line very effective. You know, when Andrew Kopp is playing on it, those are two guys you're more than happy with to have on your third line. But I'm talking, you know, maybe a little bit on the fourth line here because you saw William Carrier and Winnipegger Keegan Colsar, shout out Keegan Colsar, those two scored the two biggest goals of the night to push Vegas through to the final four. The Avs are also loaded with talent, obviously, throughout their lineup. I mean, Nashushkin and, and Donskoy in their bottom six. Tyson Jost as well, a former top ten pick in their bottom six. It would just be nice for the first time maybe since the run in 2018 to see the Jets throw out a fourth line that has some speed and skill to it, right? And then maybe even a bit of sandpaper on top of it, too. And I don't even care how old or young they are. Like, I'm not even saying I want three guys in their early 20s to go out there that have a chance to score a highlight real goal. Not even going there. But too often the Jets have iced a fourth line that simply has the goal to break even. To not get scored on. And it's usually, as we've seen in the past, veteran-laden and with guys that are past their best expiry date. And I would just love to see either the young guys get a chance or somebody is brought in that can make a viable impact next season. I, right? Like, I don't care. Either way. Because we've seen Jason Spezza play really, really well for Toronto. I mean, Corey Perry. How good has he been for Montreal during their playoff run, right? Like, it's not necessarily just the young guys. It's just got to be somebody that can make things happen at both ends of the ice. Now, as far as Final Four predictions, yeah, I think I'm going chalk. I'm going to go with the same thing the entire planet is picking. I'll go Tampa in five and Vegas in six. I actually think Montreal matches up well with the Knights. So I think they're going to be a handful. And I think the Habs, you know, might play a little bit towards the, you know, the North Division has been trash all season stuff and kind of make things a little more tough on Vegas than a lot of people anticipate. But ultimately, I am going with one of the best cup final matchups we will see in a long, long time. The hockey hotbeds of Tampa Bay and Vegas will duke it out later this month. So that would be a hell of a matchup. I think a lot of people would be happy to see that. Now, I mentioned at the top, but it was exit day for the Winnipeg Jets players earlier this week. And boy, there was a lot of angst, a lot of unhappy people 
about the comments made by a lot of members of the team. I mean, people were legitimately pissed off at, I guess, the tone of what was said and, and maybe the attitude that came off. Um, not even necessarily the words, but I think the tone rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Now look, some of it did bug me too, and I'll get to that in a second here. But I'm also going to give the players a bit of a bit of a break, a bit of leeway here. I think it is important to remember, I mean, A, these guys are humans and have a life away from hockey. But the players are pissed off the season's over. It's been just a crazy year, obviously, right? Like bubbles, shortened season, games every other night. You know, this requirement, this guideline. It's just been a tough year on, on a lot of teams and a lot of players. And I'm sure there was just a ton of stress and frustration, you know, combining the playoff loss with the, everything that went along with the season this year. So I, I think we do need to give a bit of a free pass to the players and maybe not come down so hard on some of the things that were said. Having said that, the Jets should probably keep Mark Shifley away from microphones for a while. Just just send him back home. Let someone else do the talking. Let someone else on the team do the media. I just don't think Mark Shifley should be speaking a whole lot right now. I didn't think it was a great look for him. And I love hearing players speak their minds. I love getting honesty and great quotes and things like that. So don't get me wrong. But I mean, come on. There has to be a bit of self-awareness, I think. One, I, you got to have some repentance on the Jake Evans hit. Player safety isn't to blame for that. Like, take some responsibility for the hit. So that, that was first and foremost for me. Two, can we just stop it on this team with the no one believed in us stuff? Yes, the Jets exceeded expectations this year. Although, you know, I feel like most people had them as a playoff bubble team. So it wasn't like they were these major, major underdogs, like the Senators making the playoffs or something, right? A lot of people had them in the 4-5 six range maybe even in the north division but the main thing is you just finished getting swept by montreal in utter dominating fashion i don't think anyone was proven wrong about who the jets are just yet I mean, we all know this is still a flawed team buoyed by possibly the best goalie in the nhl right now so i'm hey maybe i'm reading too much into it but it just felt like a slight air of i don't know comfortability and, and maybe a little bit of arrogance too with the players I know a lot of people would have liked to have seen a different approach with some of the comments that were made no doubt about it and with some of that I would definitely agree with on the slightly positive side though Nikolai Ehlers is a get a beauty <laughs> I mean uh, torn labrum and a cracked rib but I'm feeling pretty good right like that was the money quote for me on the positive side of the morning there and it also sounded like Paul Stasny was at least open to the prospect of re-signing with Winnipeg. So that was a promising sign, at least for a lot of people, including myself, that would love to see Paul Stasny back in some capacity next season. That leaves Friday as a big, big day in Winnipeg, as both, per the team, Paul Maurice and Kevin Chevalier will speak with the media. For those wondering what this means... I would say it's safe to assume that Paul Maurice returns as head coach next season. I could be wrong, but I don't know, like a 5% chance that he either leaves the club or steps away from coaching and moves into 
an advisor role or some kind of you know senior role with the team, something like that. I would say at this point, it's, it's probably 95% sure he's back behind the bench or else it just would have been a Kevin Chevalier media session. Either way, though, we'll get into those comments and much, much more when we come back for Tuesday's episode. In the meantime, let's hit up the plates portion of the podcast. It's our first ever breakfast interview. All right, very pleased now to be joined with the co-owner of Hudson's Bagels here in Winnipeg, Jessica Wilichenko. Jessica, how's it going today? Hey, Brandon. Thanks for our conversation today. Oh, no problem. Can you just explain how exactly somebody gets into the bagel business? Was this always a passion of yours? Yeah, that's a good question. And and I would say that it was a vision that Chris and I had just from traveling you know, different cities in Canada and the U.S. We always enjoyed bagels on our travels. And then coming back home to Winnipeg and enjoying, you know, the neighborhood area of West Broadway and Wolseley when we lived in the area, walking around and thinking to ourselves, like, it would be so great if we could duplicate a bagel shop in this neighborhood so that we could, you know, enjoy on our Sunday stroll, a cup of coffee and some fresh bagels. It was just an idea. It was a vision that we kind of planted a seed a long time ago and just nurtured that, you know, a little bit throughout the years until the opportunity came to be where we could actually get the physical space to do it. So, you know, I'm not a baker by profession. I'm a registered dietitian who's, you know, pushing fresh bagels on the daily. Um, And Chris is an entrepreneur by profession. So neither of us are bakers, but we had this idea and we worked hard to bring it to life. So if you've never been in baking before, how seamless was the transition? Because bagels are, for those that don't know, like it's no easy thing. Baking's difficult to begin with, but bagels are kind of another level. So how long did it take you to master the perfection of making bagels? Yeah, it, it is definitely a a process and perfection and a labor of love for us and our team And we worked with uh, people along the way to assist us. We had a really great bagel recipe that I loved and I would make. And, you know, the thing is it made 16 bagels. And now we need to scale that recipe up to serve the masses. So we actually worked with a really great team at Red River College to help us scale our recipe initially. And then we had that base recipe that all of our flavor variations were made from. And we provided that recipe to our baking team when we hired staff and they just took it and ran with it. And even to this day, we are constantly tweaking the process, finding the best way to, to do something to give the, the best quality product at the end of the day, because all of our bagels are hand rolled, uh, they're boiled and they're baked. So it's uh, a lengthy process to get that final end product. And there are many steps along the way that we can constantly improve for a better end result. And how many of these do you make a day? Yeah, it depends on the day, but you know, our weekly average, uh, anywhere between 600 and 800 dozen bagels, right? So we're talking, you know, hundreds, thousands of bagels on, on the weekly and, and yeah, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of bagels, but that's what we do. It is in our name. It is in our values. Like it's the core part of who we are. And, and we're really proud to be putting out that quality product consistently. I don't know if you have 30 hour days or how you're making that happen, but that's just insanity. Thousands and thousands of bagels a week. I'm no bagel aficionado, but I do know generally there's two main styles of bagels, uh, Montreal and New York. 
but I'm super glad that you guys color outside of the lines because you created the Winnipeg style bagel. Can you just explain, I guess, the differences between the other two and then what you guys are doing? Yes, you did your research. That's good. Uh, so the Winnipeg style bagel is definitely what we make at Hudson. And the reason we did that is again, relating back to our travels and just enjoying different products. There were elements of the Montreal bagel that we loved, but also really liked elements of the New York style bagel. And they are very different. So the Montreal bagel is boiled in a sweetened honey water, and then it's baked in a wood fired oven and it's typically flipped halfway through the baking process. So you get a bagel that is flat on both sides. Whereas the New York style bagel is boiled in um, more of a, a basic or baking soda solution. And then it's baked in a regular style convection oven. So you get a thicker, puffier rise on the bagel. So for our Winnipeg style bagel, we boil in a honey water and we bake in a convection oven. So we still get the sweetness and the chew from the boiling, but we get a thick, puffy bagel that has a smaller center. So when you cut it in half, it's actually perfect for a bagel sandwich. And that was our whole goal was to make it like the perfect sandwich bagel that's big, puff, you know, puffy, thick, chewy, but still has that soft, tender inside. Well, Montreal may be better at hockey right now, but it sounds like Winnipeg's got the be better bagel. So th thank you for that creation. I, I think it sounds like the best of both worlds there. Is it the same process? Because you have 10, 12 different kinds of bagels. Is it the same process for each one? And then the different seasonings go on top of it? How, how does that work? Yeah, it really depends on the flavor variety, but the basic process is the same, right? It's it's the mixing, uh, the scaling and the mixing of our, our dough in a large batch mixer. And then every bagel is, you know, hand rolled and weighed to equal size and consistency. And then they're all boiled and baked. So the difference would be in seeds or toppings. We put those on, you know, after they're boiled so that the seeds will stick and then they go into the oven for baking. But for some of our flavored varieties, like our spiced maple date or our rosemary sea salt, we actually put some of those flavors within the dough itself so that it gives um, more of a consistent flavor throughout and a change in texture. So it depends on the variety. And there's so much um, opportunity with the process that we could change any one part, add toppings, add flavorings, add mix-ins. And it makes a completely different end product. So the options are totally endless. What's the craziest bagel idea you've come up with in terms of like the toppings on it? Yeah, we've had a lot and we do test out a lot of, of different bagel ideas. One of our, our more difficult bagels or crazy bagel, if you will, is definitely some of our colored varieties. Like for St. Patrick's Day in March, oh. we did like a green swirl with white uh, so it is like the layering of the bagel and then kind of the process changes a little bit. Um, right now we are working on a pretzel style bagel. So the same bagel shape, but the flavor vibes of pretzel. And we've definitely tossed up some ideas of doing, you know, cotton candy types of bagels, uh, cookie dough flavored, and our cream cheeses as well, really keeping like the flavor profiles exciting with those. I mean, I'm an everything bagel kind of guy, but the pretzel bagel might just change the game. So we're going to we're going to have to get into that a little bit later on. What are the most popular bagels that, that your customers seem to go crazy over? You said it. It is our all dressed bagel, which is the Hudson version of the everything bagel. 
And, you know, I believe that's like partially two reasons. It tastes awesome. Like it has this very savory, uh, salty type of component, but there's also a lot of texture because in our topping, we put sesame seeds, poppy seeds, and then our Hudson seasoning blend. So you get the texture, you get the crunch, you get the flavor, like it's all things that you want it to be. So our all dress bagel is for sure the most popular one. And then our rising star is the rosemary sea salt. So that's been a really popular one as well. You just can't go wrong with the classics too. We make a great Winnipeg style rye, sourdough, and it just depends on the vibe. And, and with our bagel sandwich menu, certain sandwiches pair really good with different bagels. So we'll often suggest to our guests like, oh, you know, try our side chicken sandwich on the rosemary or our social club on the rye, because there is that balance of flavor when you get the right bagel sandwich on the right bagel. And you also have a really, really good selection of, which for me is pretty mandatory on a bagel, but the cream cheese spreads. Are these all made in-house by you guys? And I guess what was the inspiration for some of the more unique items that you've come up with? Yeah, so we start with a cream cheese and we make all the flavoring uh, blends within within house and come up with all those ideas as well. So one of our best sellers is simply the zest garlicky herb. And that just came from, you know, straight up a place of wanting something different. Like garlic and herb is a classic flavor, but to add more freshness to it, like we put fresh lemon zest and fresh juice in, in all of our uh, simply the zest. And then it just, you know, kind of goes from there, like whatever flavor leads dill pickle is a popular one. I mean, being Winnipeg proud, Manitoba proud, had to do like something with dill pickle and that worked out really well. So we nurture any ideas along the way. Like if our staff have an idea for a flavor or we have this idea, we will play it through to see what works and what doesn't work, try it out. And if our guests, you know, purchase it and like it, we'll keep making it. But some menu items or flavored, you know, spreads, if they if they don't fly, then we don't do it again. We're speaking with co-owner of Hudson's Bagels, Jessica Wilichenko here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network, along with her partner in business and life, Chris Silva. Jessica, this has all been a lead-in for me into the sandwiches that you make, because as much as I love a good bagel, there's really nothing better than an unreal breakfast sandwich. And you guys came to play. Like You're, you're kind of changing the breakfast game with your sandwiches here. Is there one that your customers seem to prefer above the rest because they all they're all some heavy hitters here. So I'm intrigued to see which one has been your most popular so far. Yeah, and this is a hands down our hot mess breakfast sandwich. It is everything that it sounds like it is. We have um, our egg crepe that we make in house using Nature's Farm Omega eggs. So it is, you know, a very delicate process that we can fold this egg crepe to get this really nice thick layer of egg that we put cheddar cheese in the middle. And mm. that goes on a toasted buttered bagel and we hit it with our house made jalapeno hot sauce. Uh, you can add bacon, you can add avo if you want. And the whole thought behind that is it is totally the cure if you are feeling like a hot mess um, <laughs> and having that and, you know, the hot sauce and the cheese is dripping down your arm and it's like so good. So it's kind of messy. It is an awesome breakfast sandwich. And then our BLT's me is really a close second or almost tied because we put our bacon and good chive spread on it. So just boost that bacon flavor. So we thought, why not create a mashup of the two? And then we introduced just a couple weeks ago, our big mouth breakfast breakfast. 
So it is a combination of the hot mess meets the BLT. And yeah, it will knock your socks off for sure. Every time I eat any of our breakfast sandwiches or any of our sandwiches, I'm just so, yeah, this is so good, right? It always has this just satisfying piece. Yes, this is why our customers love this because it is a really great product. And yeah, I mean, I wish I knew about this a decade ago because you would have got me out of a couple jams, a couple tough mornings. Uh, I don't have those as many nowadays with a six month old in the house, but there's there's no doubt that the big mouth breakfast, I think, can cure pretty much any hangover that anybody has out there. Uh, some oh, of the yeah. other ones that are more unique. I mean, I, I love a good lox bagel. So your lox star is obviously a big hit for me. I haven't really seen too many chicken sandwiches, chicken on a bagel. How did that come up? Yeah. And again, it started with our basic menu when we opened Hudson Bagels in November. We had this core of, you know, six or seven breakfast sandwiches that we were introducing and chicken wasn't on the menu. And we knew that we wanted to have an offering that was chicken. So we wanted a a really savory, unique offer to chicken, not like a deli chicken sandwich. So we thought, well, let's do something really kind of savory and exotic and let's do a pesto chicken. So we actually use our chicken breast that gets marinated in our pesto sauce and we bake that off. And it happens to be a really perfect complement to one of our spreads, our blueberry balsamic cream cheese. So it's something about the balsamic and sweetness of the blueberry that pairs really good with the pesto. And it just creates this flavor bomb. It's a super elevated chicken sandwich, but put it on a fresh bagel and you know, you're having a good day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I also got to give you props too for the social. I mean, as soon as it was funny, I didn't see the name at first. I just saw, you know, the classic salami, the pickles, the mustard. And I was like, oh, they should call this a social bagel. But you already went ahead and did that. So I love that one. Um, but as far as uniqueness goes, can you please explain what in the world is going on with the Cookie Monster? Yeah, the Cookie Monster is the new kid on the block, too. <laughs> so when we have our, we've had a chocolate chip uh, bagel on the menu forever. It was one of our founding or one of our founding bagel flavors and the way we love it and I say we it's it's all of us at Hudson our staff we love a toasted chocolate chip bagel with our cinnamon roll cream cheese and that's just how we always enjoy it anytime a customer is looking and saying oh you know should I try the chocolate chip yes I get it with the cinnamon roll so we decided to just make a really sweet decadent indulgent sandwich that is all things chocolate chip So we take our chocolate chip bagel and we smear that with our cinnamon roll cream cheese. And we have one of our, you know, the best chocolate chip cookies that we make in-house and we run it through our bagel toaster. So it's just like it's fresh out the oven, ooey, gooey. We put that right in between our chocolate chip cookie or sorry, our chocolate chip bagel. And yeah, it just is this very sweet and ooey, gooey treat uh, that's, you know, nice to enjoy as dessert or with a cup of coffee, depending on your vibe. And then you also have, uh, for anybody uh, with a different diet, a couple of vegetarian options, right? Yeah, we have a couple of uh, vegan sandwiches on the menu, which are both really great, whether you're vegan, vegetarian or not. Because we do make vegan bagels in-house, we have our super seed bagel with flax and hemp. We thought we need to get a vegan sandwich on the menu to pair with those bagels. So we have our med sandwich, which was one of our initial sandwiches. It has our house-made beet hummus and just topped with a ton of different veggies on it. It's more that veggie-based sandwich, super fresh. And the colors are awesome, right? Because we eat with our eyes first. 
And then we have our chickpeas and love, which is a, a chickpea egg salad with no eggs, but it's the vibe of an egg salad sandwich. And we spice it with cumin and turmeric and put some house-made pickle radish on top. And it's just a flavor bomb. And it's a super big sandwich because we are very generous on our chickpea filling. That's awesome. That's right up my alley. So I, I'll make sure to get one of those sometime soon as well. You guys are pretty creative with the names of the bagels and the sandwiches and everything. Have you ever thought of a Winnipeg Jet styled bagel or sandwich name? Ah, that's a really great idea. And it's funny you ask that because our baking team right now has just finalized our recipe for a blue bagel. And that is part of our pride celebration this month is awesome. To, yeah, make a, a new sandwich item. And the color that we were missing from our sandwich lineup was blue. So we have this blue bagel recipe, which really does lend itself really well to something Winnipeg Jet inspired too. And we had full intentions of turning that blue sandwich into something over the next couple of weeks because we were pretty confident our team was going to go all the way. Yeah. Well, hey, there's always next season, right? So maybe for game one of next year, you can figure out some kind of jet-themed sandwich to throw out there. Any ideas, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have them, but maybe one of the listeners can help us out there. Do any of the Winnipeg Jets stop by the shop? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and we're really excited. Uh, my partner, Chris, is also a huge Winnipeg Jets fan and can recognize any of the players on or off the ice. Uh, whereas, you know, maybe myself or some of our, our staff wouldn't recognize them as soon as they walk in, especially with the masks on. Right. So, yes, they they definitely support local. They support Hudson Bagels. We've done a couple of, um, you know, deliveries as part of our Friday delivery orders to some of the players that place orders as well. So it's really great to uh, to see that support. And then always getting a good repost is pretty exciting for us, too, when it's uh, a Jet player. And for any Jets fans out there, what's, I mean, we can keep the the names anonymous, but what are some of the most popular orders down at Bell MTS Place? Oh, the hot mess breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hot mess breakfast goes real quick. Uh, and actually a lot of plain bagels, you know, keeping it simple. That's a little disappointing when, when you got the everything bagel right there. I, I was hoping for a little bit better there, but the hot mess makes up for it at least. Um, you guys also sell coffee. I, I've kind of turned into a bit of a coffee nut recently. Is this uh, a homebrew or are you working with a, a, an actual roasting company? How does the, uh, the coffee work at Hudson's Bagels? Yeah, well, we're lucky enough to have great neighbors across the street who make some wicked coffee. So Tom Bargain uh, actually does a special roast for Hudson Bagels. So it's our bagel house roast. And when we were first opening, we uh, met up with the two owners of Tom Bargain and they took us to their roastery and gave us a full sampling of different uh, varieties, beans with different origins. We got to taste and found the exact combo that we thought paired really well with just a toasted bagel. So it has a lot of like nuttiness, earthiness, a bit of kind of cocoa chocolate vibes. And yeah, they roast it for us and we sell it by the bag or um, in-house brewed as well. So you can grab a coffee on your way out the door. And then on top of that, I know this is huge in the States, um, but you've recently started working on selling your own seasoning, correct? The Everything Bagel Seasoning? Yes, move over Trader Joe's. Hudson yeah. Bagels is in town. <laughs> and that's been a huge hit so far, I'm guessing? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Like, the question we get asked most often is, what do I do with this seasoning? 
And we put it on everything. Like it goes on eggs, it goes on chicken, in salad, in soup, on top of a, a toasted bagel with plain cream cheese. So yeah, we sell that in-house and and our all-dressed seasoning is really good with our secret spice blend. It has just you know a hint of something, you can't put your finger on it, but you know that it's something that you've liked and, and a familiar flavor. It's been going really well. And on top of all of that, one of the other new ventures you guys have coming up with Father's Day just around the corner, a Big Daddy Snack Pack. Is that right? The Big Daddy Snack Pack. You got it. You know, we've been testing out a few kind of take-home mini packs. We did one for Mother's Day, the Deluxe Brunch Box. Uh, we have a Pickle Nick Snack Box for uh, May Long Weekend. And we're launching our Big Daddy Snack Pack now for Father's Day. So we tried to put this creation together that could serve two to four people just to make your at-home event a lot more special and exciting. So we have our exclusive pretzel bagels within the snack pack. And then we have an assortment of, you know, different styles of meats and cheeses. We have the Miller's Red Pepper Salami, Bothwell Cheddar, Pickles. And then, of course, we're pairing it with our Torque beer. We have an awesome uh, partnership with Torque Brewing where they have given us some of the IPA and IPA and the blonde to put within this uh, package. So Torque is working with us on that. And it's just a nice, you know, snack for someone special on Father's Day. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds unreal. So if, if anybody in the house is listening, <laughs> Big Daddy Snack Packs available from Hudson's Bagels, just throwing that out there. Bagels and the beer. Yeah, beer too, beer and bagels. There's no better combo. So I'm not saying that at anyone in particular, but you know, again, if someone in this house is listening, maybe you can make Father's Day super special for a certain someone. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Before we let you go, uh, we ask all our guests this final question here. And this might be our first, I guess, almost breakfast themed spot that we've spoken to. So I'm intrigued to see what your answer is going to be. But even though the Jets are out of the playoffs right now, let's say, game one of the next regular season, what would be the Hudson's Bagels go-to game day or game morning meal? If you were to get ready for a Jets game, what would you recommend to grab out of Hudson's Bagels? Oh, yeah, this is a, a great question. I think you already know what the answer is going to be. It's going <laughs> to be that hot mess breakfast for sure. Definitely add bacon add avocado and go for the double egg crepe to get your extra protein needs to fuel for the game. And you can pair it with uh, some some of our drip coffee, or if it's still an option, our nitro cold brew will really give you that energy and that buzz that you need for, for game day, for sure. And hey, if you have a couple of torque beers left over from the Big Daddy snack pack, you got yourself covered for night as well. Uh, Jessica, before we let you go, uh, can you just let our listeners know where the best place is to get in touch with you, uh, where they can head down to buy either a bagel or a sandwich or any of your other offerings. And then if you have anything special coming up in the near future as well. Yeah, well, we'd always like to meet our guests. So coming down to our, our home front on 79 Sherbrooke Street, we have a four guest limit right now with COVID, but we are still doing walk-in and takeout orders. You can find us online at hudsonbagels.ca. We do deliveries every Friday. And then we're really active on Instagram. So Hudson Bagels WPG, finding us on Instagram, we post, you know, daily what's going on, all the new and upcoming uh, sandwiches and flavors. And we have a lot going on in the month of June. So after Father's Day, 
We will also be launching our Picklenick snack pack every weekend throughout the summer months for people who want to pick it up and and have it for their you know summer weekends as well. And then we have some new bagel sandwiches coming this month as well, part of our pride celebration and some other fun summer treats. So definitely follow us on Instagram for that. Well, thank you so much for giving us the lowdown on bagels. I learned a ton here and I think it's fair to say after the interview's done, anybody that's listening to this is going to head down to Hudson's Bagels real quick. So I appreciate your time and, and thank you so much for joining us today, Jessica. Thank you. So that wraps it up for the week. Thanks again so much for listening. We're back on Tuesday, officially kicking off the offseason preview. So we're talking expansion, free agents, trades, the draft, a ton more. So get ready for a fun couple weeks ahead. We'll make sure you guys are entertained during some off time, some downtime in the offseason. Until Tuesday, I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki, and thanks again for listening to Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Peace!